Hello, this is Siri, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Not Real Art. I live for this shit because it's totally lit. Not Real Art, the podcast. With your host, Man One. And the other guy. And the other guy. That's it. So, uh, by the way, did you know, Manolin, that we yeah. are Siri's, or Siri's? Siri. Siri. <laughs> We're her favorite podcast. I heard. It's pretty rad. I heard. Um, luckily, I have an iPhone, so when, uh, when I get my messages in the morning, it tells me Siri's favorite podcasts. Yeah. And uh, she named ours the best one. But, but, but let's unpack that for a second. Yeah. I mean... Think about what that really means yeah. as Siri's favorite podcast. I right. mean, how many podcasts does she have access to? Oh, yeah. Millions. Millions of podcasts. And we're her favorite. Yeah. And we just started. We're brand new. This is our sixth episode. Sixth episode, and we're already ranked number one on Siri's podcast list. Podcast list. Dude, that's some shit. That, I mean, I, I, I don't know where to go. For, where I'll to tell go you what, for. if anybody can top that, right. step Step up. Yeah. You know. Siri, don't fuck around. Dude, she does not fuck around. No. I'm telling you. She's she's legit. Well, I'm proud. Yeah. You know. Don't want to piss her off, that's for sure. No, no, we'll keep we'll keep her happy and you know as long as as long as we're on her good side. (laughs) Buy her flowers. Yeah. Whatever it takes. You know. Thank you, Siri. Shout out Siri. Siri. We love you, Siri. So, um yeah, man. So you've been busy? I'm always busy. Doesn't you got a you have a thriving business. You're a as you know the cliche about artists, right? You know, <laughs> artists uh, don't uh, aren't, aren't good at business. You seem to be very good at business. I don't know if I'm good at business. I just said I'm busy. You just know you love love money. I just know that that I love being busy, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's something that I don't know where I picked up um, along the way, but. Um, I loved art, and I decided I wanted to make art for the rest of my life. And so all of a sudden, I was like, the only way to make art for the rest of my life is to make money while making art for the rest of my life. Yep. So that ends up being a career. And um, along the way, I just you know, figured I'd learn some business and, um, and run it as a business, mm-hmm. my career, and make money. Why not? You know? So have you ever been accused of being a sellout? From day one. Yeah. <laughs> Who's accused you of being a sellout? Name names. Uh, I mean, people, obviously other graffiti writers, um, most of them behind my back. Right. <laughs> you know, no, no one was telling me to my face that I was a sellout. But, you know, I knew that. And this was in recent years or, or years gone by? Oh, not not recent because yeah. now everybody and their not mother, right, everybody right. and their mother wants to be sponsored by Coke. Now, are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, everyone, everyone, everyone wants to, right? You know, eventually they learn that you were, you know, ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this I'm talking about late '80s, okay. uh, early '90s, and um, I started doing projects with all kinds of brands. Um, probably my largest. Um, the largest brand that I started working with was Coca-Cola. So the I, real thing. The real thing. And um, 
I was doing like 15 murals every summer for this um, high school art program that they were um, sponsoring. Um, so yeah, so you know, I'd get all this calls and like, you know, just people talking shit in the background, you know, like, oh, you're a sellout and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you're doing murals for a Coca-Cola. And, and I'm like, yeah, but you're working at 7-Eleven and you think you're a good artist. So, you know, I'm actually painting and getting paid, Yeah. you know. And um, what I also did with that, with that project actually was um, while I was doing the murals for Coca-Cola, around the city, all over the city, um, that was my way in to also meet the property owners of these buildings that I was painting. Mm -hmm. So I would do a small 8-foot by 10-foot Coke mural, but then they'd have a 100-foot wall next to it, right. and they'd let me, you know, because of Coke's blessing, the store owner would say, yeah, go for it. You could have the wall. Do whatever you want. So then I would do a burner. I would do a production. I would do a mural. Um, right next to these Coke murals. So now I had Coke murals all over the city, but I also had walls. And um, in L.A., walls are currency, you know. And um, as you know, advertising um, runs the world here in L.A. And so um, I was getting these giant 100-foot walls, not, not McDonald's or not anyone else. You know, it was me. It was a man one wall. Um, brought to you by Coca-Cola next to it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that uh, created a lot of um, a lot of sellout. Um, you know, I guess people hype. Would, yeah. hype when people were like haters. Oh, a lot of haters. Haters. Lot so of haters. Yeah. so um, now, of course, years later, people um, you know people ask you, you know, right? What are your what are your secrets what you know what to do you know when it comes to business problems right. um, i understand some people emailed you when they heard about the the podcast they wanted to ask you some questions about right the business of art or as uh, my friend overton lloyd our friend overton lloyd like oh to say, oh shout out to overton lloyd what up oh p-funk dude <laughs> we miss you bro you know the business of business. <laughs> the business. Of business. <laughs> forget, forget, that's forget the art of business. Yeah, is that the art of business? Or the business of art. It's the business <laughs> of business. business. And um, you know, I mean, that's that's. I didn't. I didn't go to school for business. I wish there would have been business classes offered. Isn't that a trip? I mean, yeah. art schools and design schools do not teach business no. to these artists. Uh, what a missed opportunity. I mean, maybe that's changing a little bit. Um, well, anyway. I, th I think it's always, it's up to the artist. It's up to the student to want to study business, you know? Right. I think. Um, well, look, there's, but there's studying business, but then there's understanding how your industry runs. Yeah. Right. Right. And totally. at the very least, these art schools and design schools should be teaching their students how the design industry is, how the art industry runs. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, they don't do that. They don't do that because the art world is shady. <laughs> the art world is shady as fuck. So I think, I honestly think that art schools want to take the money from their students, you know, um, 
and fill their pockets and then let the artists off into you know fairy tale land to yeah. be an artist and um at the end of the day if the artist makes it he makes it if he doesn't make it oh well you know well it's, but you just said it you said the art industry's shady as fuck okay so yeah. let's let's think about that for a second right yeah so the industry has no incentive to yeah. educate nope it's primary driver of value right because as soon as the artists get hip and understand how the game is played right then they can't be taken advantage of anymore exactly and that's it artists are exploited all the time so that's why i think sometimes is it by design that there is no business classes in art school right you know um because maybe they they want to keep you dumb <laughs> they want to keep yep. you in the dark so that when there's you no upside up, in it for them yeah you know it's like you know um <clears throat> So I think because of that, um, when someone does figure out, you know, how to make money, people start asking. And, you know, I mean, that happens to me all the time. It's people see what, what I'm doing and what I'm up to and, and um, the little success I've had. Um, and they're like, hey, you know, share some of that knowledge. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm down. You know? So what's over today asking? Overton, what did Overton ask? Um, and, and I thought Overton knew it all already. Like, he, he's playing us right now. Yeah, yeah, Overton, Overton's got it made, you know. But he said, can you tell the awesome story of how you developed your unique style? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to know about the business he, no, of business. Because yeah, no, he knows about the business. Yeah, he knows he, about the business. Yeah, so he just, yeah, he wants to know more about Man 1. Nah, he can call me in his office. <laughs> you know? Can, nice try, O. Yeah. Next time, oh, but you know, someone did ask me. Um, so what I've been doing on on my Facebook posts the last couple of years is I'll I'll drop some, just share some things that are going on um, with me. So, yeah. for example, if a client you know pisses me off for some reason, I might drop a gem or uh, or some kind of statement about you know things that artists should look out for you know so i was calling Wait, them. did you just suggest that there are problem clients <clears throat> oh once in a while you have a problem client i think we have a helicopter another problem, yeah we're gonna have problem client flying over every day <clears throat> ghetto birds well i you know i call them artist red flags okay and so these are when when um you're talking to a client and then they ask you something that you just have to know it's a red flag. Yeah. You know, like there's tons of these. And, <laughs> and, and every time I put one up. Give me a zinger. Every time I put one up, 10 people will reply with their own version of it. Right. Or, or a different one, you know. Right. And, and it's endless. I mean, I, I can go through my emails every day from clients and give you different ones, you know. So, the, you know, obviously the, um, there's, so, there's so many that start off with, um, you know, you get great exposure, right? So we don't have a big budget, you know, we're a small company, or we're a nonprofit, and that's a good one. Right. You know, because if they're a nonprofit, then you're supposed to, like, do it for free. You're a nonprofit, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the NFL's a nonprofit, you know that? So. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah so if the, NFL, if, if the NFL called me and told me, oh, we're a nonprofit, you know, go screw <laughs> yourself, you know? So there's a, there's a whole there's a whole way of of the way people talk, clients talk, 
when they don't want to pay for shit. Right. Um, exposure well, bucks. They want to pay you with exposure. Yeah, they want to pay you with exposure. Um, they they want to they want to give you like, um, or for example, you know, go ahead and um, throw give us like three sketches, and if we like it, we'll commission you. Right. It's like what the fuck? Then what the fuck is drawing? Is drawing not work? You know. It's like well, that's to me that is literally one of the most ignorant, offensive questions right. that a client can ask an artist. Right. right? So. Uh, I had a situation not too long ago where a very large entertainment studio here in the City of Angels, yeah. uh, I won't name them, but I will say that their name starts with U and ends with L. <laughs> and um, they literally asked, uh, requested that we go out and ask seven artists right. for seven concept sketches. Right. To produce, they would pick one, right? Sure. And that artist would be able to paint this wall, this one wall on the on this floor in the building, and uh, the budget mm -hmm. for all of that work, including the mural and the materials, all in right, ten grand. Sure. I yeah. didn't even respond. Yeah. And then they had that a couple of days later. They're like, "Did you get our offer? Right. Is anything? Is everything okay?" I'm like, "We're passing. Thank you. Bye bye." You know, um, it, it happens all the time, and it happens, especially with the, the larger the company, uh, it feels like sometimes the more they want to rip you off, you know? Sure. Well, because they're doing you the favor. They're doing you the favor. They know they have the leverage. Yeah. They know that there's so many artists out there who are hungry. Right. And, you know, um, and guess what? I've been burned so many times by companies like that. Sure. And I'll bust my ass you know, 20 hours, 20 hours of work to get a final design to them. Yeah. And then they don't even reply. They don't even give, they don't have the, the, the common decency to reply and say, right. we're passing. Yeah. We're not going to use your sketch. I'd have more respect for them if they told me to fuck off to my face yeah. than if they did that. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's happened to me. I've done that because yeah. it was, you know, so-and-so big company and like, Oh my God! Wouldn't it be awesome if that company, global company, hired me to do, you know, whatever? And then after you do it, you feel like a chump because you're like, man, these guys were talking like, like they're my best friends, right? And I can't even get a an email reply back to confirm that they got the sketch, yeah. you know? Um, and then you realize they're doing it to like 20 other artists at the sure. same time right. as they're doing it to you. Right. So you're not special, you know. You to them, you're just a number. You're just something to, um, you know, just they don't give a shit is the bottom line. Well, the problem, of course, is that <clears throat> there are artists that will say yes to that. Oh, absolutely. That's the problem. So what artists don't realize, or any profession for that matter, um, you devalue right. your, uh, your, your, your talent, yeah. your, you know. And, you know, um, it, it's, it's a troubling thing, you know. Um, and so, I mean, just just so people can understand, um, you know, artists. There's artists out there listening. Hopefully, maybe three of them, and they're in different. Not real artists. Not real artists are listening, but you know, um, there's different levels, right? There, there might be artists who are just doing it for a hobby right now, who would love to make make money at it, but just don't know how to get in. There are others who just started, and they're trying to figure out 
their way through it and not sure how to how to price things. And then there's other people who probably have done it before and and are comfortable with what they're charging. Um, you know, probably other scenarios, but let's just take those three for instance. So when you so in real life, right? Real life numbers, this project you're talking about, um, you know, how how much do you charge for a sketch? People ask me all that all the time. What do you charge for a sketch? And I say it depends. It depends on a number of things. Um, I can't give you a flat fee because sometimes it's a, sometimes a black and white thumbnail sketch is enough. Other times it needs to be highly rendered, illustrated, vectored mm -hmm. sketch, you know, because that's what the client needs to see. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to charge the same for a, you know, a one-hour set of thumbnails as I will for, you know, a 25-hour, you know, final design. But I'm also not going to not charge right for something that takes me an hour well you know yeah. and so what does this chart what does the sketch cost well um you know i usually tell people find your number and start there whatever the number is you could say 300 dollars a sketch right you know um you could say 500 you could say 2500 you know i mean honestly right now when i sketch stuff for people i start at 2500 you know that's where i just start like um, and it goes up from there. Right. And that's not including the final art. That's not including anything else. It's just like, if you want me to put right. my pencil to a piece of paper, mm -hmm. this is what it's going to mm -hmm. cost. So if you say you want seven artists, right, to do sketches, let's just say we give each artist, you know, uh, in this scenario, let's say you gave each artist $1,000, right? That's, that's nice. You know, an artist gets 1000 bucks to, to do a, a concept sketch. Okay, cool. Well, that's already $7,000 if you want seven artists. Right. So now you have $3,000 more for the final piece of art, right. and it includes the materials. Right. And that's, that's the reality that people don't understand. Yeah. You know? Well, and I, you know, my take on it is yeah. that, to me, the sketch is as important, mm -hmm. if not more important, than the actual mural. Right. Right. Because it's that's where the heavy lifting is. The right. artist still has to sit down and use their brain. You're hiring the artist for their brain, right? For their mind, for their vision, for what they can see and you can't, right? And then the artist is going to sit down and he's, he's he or she is going to craft that vision on a piece of paper or computer or whatever. Yeah. And then that vision is going to be painted on a wall. Right. So if the budget's fifty grand. I think and there's a good argument to make through the sketch is 25 grand mm -hmm. and the mural is 25 grand, not including materials, right. of course, you know, yeah. because I mean, people need to understand in terms of the creative process, the sketch is where the thinking is, right? You know, the initial yeah. thinking and I sure. call it heavy lifting, you know, it's what artists are meant to do. Right. right. And I mean, in terms of one of my artist tips that I've learned over the years, that's what I do now. My sketches are always included as part of the whole yeah so in other words i give the client a price you know whatever it is yeah this is the price x amount of dollars mm -hmm. um that includes one sketch one revision you know um or two revisions depending right. on what the client is looking for but i'll say you know it includes a sketch some revisions it includes my materials it includes my time it includes everything all in x amount of dollars right and I need 50% up front to start drawing. Right. Because that's going to your point. Yeah. That's, that's the only way. Because if I told the client, I'm going to do sketches, but you owe me half, they'd be like, you're crazy.
you know they don't want they they can't see beyond that yeah. you know but if you break it down as like this is the whole thing you're right. getting everything for this budget right um i need 50% to start then they can kind of understand it because then they're like okay cool well that includes the materials and okay good and then now they're now they're on the hook right for the rest of the money right. because no company is going to give you 50% and then walk away from you yeah. you know they're going to want the, the see job i right. want what i want yeah. is artists to rise up yeah and um and and stop the madness you know because i mean at the end of the day um what people need to realize about artists is that yeah. artists are magicians real, yeah. real life magicians you know they pull rabbits out of their hat right they create something out of nothing right and that is a very rare ability well and not only that on top of that when you're doing client work right now you're problem solving as well because well, exactly. now yeah. they have a problem, right. and their problem is they don't know what the hell should go on this wall in, in, in an office or, or how to market to these kids or these people or whatever. And you come in as the authority because you're, right. you have this art form that speaks to those people. But more, more importantly, you have the solution for their problem. Right. And so they're hiring you to solve this problem. And, and going back to the sketch idea... That's where you solve the problem. It's in the sketching. That's right. That's By the right. time you paint it, you've already resolved it. Mm -hmm. You're just doing the. Right. You're just putting the icing on the cake. Right. You know. Well, and I mean, you know, my other thought here is that if it's if it's not a problem solving, right, scenario, yeah, and the so-called client wants the artist to create their art on that wall, mm -hmm. like I feel like. That scenario, in some ways, <laughs> is should be less money, mm -hmm. because if the artist has complete freedom to do whatever that artist he or she wants to do, yeah, like the theory is that that's going to be a lot easier, right? Right for the for the artist, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying that the artist shouldn't still make a ton of money. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying from a time uh, energy output kind of perspective, right? The artist can just rock that wall. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying it's a huge discount, but I'm just saying like the client needs to understand. Yeah. Right. That, that problem solving bit has yeah. a premium to it. Sure. And I mean, it, it's a good question for you as an artist. Like, what about that? I mean, obviously you need to be, be paid as an artist, the most that yeah. you can actually be paid. Right. But when that client isn't giving you the freedom to do what it is you want to do, and they're asking you to solve a problem for them and do something that they want, right? Are you going to charge more for that or less for that? Right, is my question. Well, here, here's another artist tip. Um, you know, you can always charge an asshole tax. <laughs> you know, and um, a lot of times when I'm doing sketches. And um, I already know the client is going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I I'm going to charge you probably more than I would, right? If it was just my own artwork, um, or you know, whatever, or, or on a similar project for another client, because you know you're going to be a pain in my ass. Yeah, and uh, I have to deal with you, and I have to get this done, and um, the only way I can I can wake up in the morning and work on this project is if you pay me well. 
you know. Um, to your other point in terms of like, you know, if the client gives you full freedom, obviously that's what artists love. Right. So any artist will tell you that if the client, if the patron, if the collector says, you know what, just do you. Here's your, here's your wall, here's your canvas, you know, let me know when you're done. Dude, almost, I'd say 99% of the artists would, would be willing to do that for much less. Sure. Just because they're getting full freedom. Right. Just because they don't have to worry about the headache. Yeah. And also, guess what? They're going to do a better job. Right. Because it's, it's like they get to do what, what they love, you know? And so, um, and it's funny because like some of my friends in Europe, right, um, we've talked about this in the past. And um, so like, for example, um, uh, my boy Dime from Germany, mm -hmm. shout out to Dime. Dime. Um, one time we were talking about how, you know, how much money we make here on walls. And he was saying in Germany, you can't really charge that much to do walls. But we were saying, yeah, but look at the walls you guys get to paint in Germany. Mm -hmm. You guys get like, you guys get treated like artists. Like, you know, sure, I can do a big wall for Nike, but Nike is going to fucking, you know, ask me for 10 million revisions. And at the end of the day, it's not going to be a full man one piece. There's going to be some kind of Nike right. connection to it. Watered down. It's going to be some yeah. watered down version of what I do. Yeah. And sure, I'll make good money. But check it out. You're in, you're in Germany and they just let you do what you do and so it's like this you know it's one of those things where you know is the the grass greener on the other side of the wall kind of thing you know um but as far as artists go i think the more freedom you give artists i think that's that's the better the work will be the the better of a of a atmosphere you're going to have you know when you're dealing with artists yeah well, you know what? One of the cool things about this podcast experiment that we are embarking upon is that um, people are going to have a chance to write in and submit questions and problems for us to 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 uh, to chop it up, yep. you know, and sort of talk about it. Maybe we can uh, help a few along the way. Because I mean, at the end of the day, don't be a chump, right? Don't be a fucking chump, right? You know, like that's, don't be taken advantage of. Like that's what we're saying. Like right. these fuckers are taking advantage of, they are exploiting you. Right, totally. And you have something that no one else in the world right. can give them. Exactly like you do as that artist, right? And, um, you know, the problem is artists need to like lock arms and, and be a unified front, which, you know, as we know, good luck with that. Yeah, I mean that's the hard part is that artists um, have their own way of thinking. Each artist is different. No. Um, each artist's motives are different. Each artist's ethics are different, um, and, and on and on and on. So getting all the artists on the same page mm -hmm. is a really tough thing. Well, at least know? if you're like if you're a physician or a doctor, right? You right. take the Hippocratic oath yeah. to do no harm, right? right? Like artists need to take an oath, right? <laughs> yeah, good luck. Right? Take take an oath yeah. to swear by a certain set of values that yeah. in ethics that artists have to uphold. Well, I can't tell yeah. you how many times in my career that I've been offered a gig, and then someone called me back and said, "Never mind, we found someone who's going to do it for free, not not for less than you, for not reading. for half, for free." 
So as long as you have artists out there willing to do shit for free, this whole experiment is never going to work. Is it slavery when uh, when people offer offer it up, free labor? I don't know. It's just I think it's 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 insulting, you know. Um, it, it, it's demeaning it, 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 at the very least, you know. Yeah. And the problem is, um, so many artists have issues with their self worth. Obviously, they have issues about you know, um, you know, just where they are on the on the totem pole. Yeah. And they think that if they do something for free, they're going to get their foot in the door. Right. And then next time, you know, they're going to make the big mm -hmm. money. Sure. Right. Uh, here's another artist tip. Yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. You know who also gives you something free. Yeah. Is uh, the crack dealer on the playground. That's right. Yeah. You know? That's how they get you hooked. Yeah. The first yeah. one's free. You know. But what happens in in my artist tip is that. Um, you know, if, if you do it for free this time, when the company has money, they're going to hire the artist they originally wanted to hire that they couldn't afford. They're not going to hire you again Truth. because now they have money. Why are they going to hire you? You do it for free. That's right. You know, they want right. to, they want to get the guy that they couldn't afford the first time. So it never works. So giving something for nothing never works in art, you know? Um, you know, Missy Elliott has the, the this line in one of her tunes uh, talking about, you know, girls that strip. And, and I think the line is something about, you know, don't, you know, don't be ashamed. Just be ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. Do what you got to do. Don't be ashamed. Just right. be ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's the point. Yeah. Right? Be ahead of the game. Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't get exploited. Don't, right. you know, you run the shit. Right. You know? Don't get run over, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, we're out of time. Yeah. We'll solve more problems later. We'll do it next time. All right. Peace. Peace.